T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Esme Murphy with you until 9 o'clock. Well, this past week, the Methodist Church upheld a ban on same-sex marriage and on gay clergy. Pastor Paul Bodwin is uh, with the United Methodist Church. He is with the church in uh, his church is in St. Saint, uh, Louis Park, I believe, and he is joining us right now. Did I get that right? You you are in St. Louis Park. Yes, indeed. Okay, uh, Pastor Bodwin, thank you so much for coming on. I, this has obviously been a, a tough week at the Methodist Church, and it sounds as if a, a lot of people within the church are not happy about this decision. And there's even talk about some people actually splitting off from the church. What, what, in your view, actually happened, and what are the consequences? <laughs> well, uh, how long? I know that's a lot, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, essentially, you know, we've been in a forty-five plus year struggle around inclusion of LGBTQ uh, people, um, and we had a special session called of our governing body. Um, this last week in St. Louis, Missouri, um, to try to figure this out and find a way forward. There were essentially two plans that were really the kind of core things that would be talked about. Um, one would allow for some both both uh, pastoral and, con- and uh, congregational autonomy around this stuff um, so that anybody who's pretty progressive on this could go ahead and do same-sex marriages. Um, Conferences could ordain LGBTQ people to be pastors. And those who were opposed to that would be allowed to continue to not do those things. Um, There was another plan that was before this that actually strengthened the language that's in our governing book, our book of discipline. And that was the one that passed. Um, And so it, uh, it, it not only... Um, kept going with, I guess, what I would call the exclusive language in our book of discipline, but it strengthened it. Um, and so, yeah, there's lots of uh, lots of people, myself included, who um, uh, were really struggling this week with the direction of of our denomination. Um, well, I think. Well, it's what, also- what are you hearing from your congregation? I mean, what are they telling you in St. Louis <laughs> Park? Yeah, we um, we recently passed an inclusion statement. Um, around uh, LGBTQ people and um, saying that we fully include people of, of all identities. Um, and uh, we did that primarily because it was a conversation we hadn't had yet. And we knew that this was coming and we wanted to get clarity for ourselves. And having that clarity um, People in my church are pretty upset, wondering what the future means. Um, but the bottom line is, uh, we are still going to be who we are, as are the other churches in our area who are um, fully inclusive of LGBTQ people. Uh, we will just continue to be who we are. Um, we are, uh, and, and there are numerous churches, uh, particularly in the Twin Cities, uh, United Methodist churches that are fully inclusive of LGBTQ people. Um, Eden Prairie United Methodist is one of them. Hennepin, uh, there's there's all kinds of, of churches. Um, 
where where we will continue to um, to live this out uh, right. regardless. Um, Pastor Paul Bowden of the um, United Methodist Church in St. Louis Park or the Aldersgate United Methodist Church in St. Louis Park. If a gay couple came to you this evening and said, you know, Pastor, we, we'd like to get married, which, of course, is legal here in, in Minnesota, what would you say? I would say, uh, let's talk. Let's start meeting together to talk about your relationship and your life, and let's start making the plans. So, you, um, you, that, which is basically a yes. I mean, that doesn't sound like if, if there was a you know, heterosexual couple that came to you and tonight and said, uh, Pastor, we want to get married. Would you say the same thing to them? Yes. Yes, okay. I would treat it exactly the same way. I but would deal with it uh, doesn't exactly doesn't that mean, Pastor, that you would be in out of line with, with the official doctrine of the United Methodist Church? Yes, indeed it does. Um, part of our inclusion statement in our church, uh, well, part of it actually says that the church um, endorses me doing such things. It also says that it endorses same-sex marriages happening in our building. Um, and it also calls out the language that's already in our governing document. Um, and this, we this is cite, what your local, your local church my, in St. Louis Park. This is my local church's inclusion statement says that uh, we reject the, that exclusive language, and we believe that rejecting that language is a way that we fulfill our baptismal vows, one of which says that we will resist oppression in whatever forms it presents itself. Okay. And Pastor, so, if I can ask you, was there, was there a lot of dissent within your congregation? I mean, was it a close vote, or was it how, how did these things work? Um, we went through about a nine-month to one-year process of congregational conversations and exploration around this, and um, we're one of the kind of late adopters <laughs> to this official inclusion in our uh, district. Um, and last August, we passed this inclusion statement by a margin of 96%. Well, that's pretty decisive, yes. <laughs> to, to, to say the least. Uh, so what, I mean, let's say that you did perform a, a marriage of, of a gay couple, which again is, is completely within the law in Minnesota, and clearly yeah. you feel it's within God's law. Yeah. What uh, what do you think would happen? I mean, it's, will the hierarchy of the church come down and, you know, say, pastor, you could no longer be a path, pastor in our church? I mean, what is the discipline? Um, that's a great question. Um, we, uh, one of the things I love about the United Methodist system is that there's a lot of power given to a lot of people, including the laity. Technically, is my understanding, and before you, you sort of passively referred to me as an expert, which is not at all what I am, but, <laughs> but I want to be clear about that. But uh, my understanding is that really anybody could file charges on me and I could potentially go through a church trial and have my credentials revoked. Um, the United Methodist Church in Minnesota has kind of, in some ways, already been operating on this other plan that didn't pass that allows for some autonomy. So I don't think that would happen, but it could. Um, it very well could, because I would be in violation of, of our Book of Discipline. Right. Uh, and it sounds like the organization of the church is sort of inherently decentralized, but it sounds like you have the – if the vote was 96 percent in favor yeah. of this, it sounds like your congregation is, is very much in lockstep with where you are and where they are as a group. Yes. Um, yeah, and uh, and I'm grateful for that. Um, 
that that didn't happen, you know, by some kind of unilateral move by me or anything. Um, we really had some, I think, very authentic conversations around this stuff. And 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 to be fair, our our system um, is such that our bishop and the bishop's cabinet appoint pastors to churches, and they work really hard to find good fits. And they thought this one was a good fit, and and we've seen over and over that that it is a good fit, and this is one of the fruits of that um of of a i think an appointment that worked out well all right and uh obviously this will be the first sunday since the vote (laughs) is will there be uh i mean i I don't i don't want to like leak your sermon or anything like that but but are are you going to be addressing it tomorrow um yes absolutely I, i quite honestly my personal opinion is that i think it'd be irresponsible not to address it sure um, but we're, it's definitely not going to be the whole focus. Um, one of the things I believe in terms of the local church right now, any local United Methodist church is the power is in the local church. And every church needs to just continue to step into who they are and be they are and be who they are. Um, like it, I was listening in your six o'clock hour, there are homeless people that <laughs> that need to be sheltered. And the church has a responsibility in that. We have systems of power that we need to start uh, of oppressive power that we need to be working on dismantling. I mean, we have work to do as congregations, and so let's do it. <laughs> let's just continue to do our work. So we will address it, but part of addressing it will be, let's just continue to be who we know who we are. Well, Pastor Paul Bodwin, thank you so much for your time, and I'm sure those uh, who will be attending church tomorrow will be looking forward to your sermon. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the time. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 